Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. All right, everybody, you are listening to Bloomberg Markets on this Monday. Very, very busy day, and we just got some scoring by the CBOE when it comes to uh, the Senate's latest health care bill, and we're going to talk about that a little bit with uh, our team here at uh, Bloomberg News. Back, though, to your top business stories, news after the closing bell, and those closing numbers on Wall Street. Here is once again Doug Prisner. All right, Carol, thanks so much. Uh, mixed finish for the equity market. We can talk about the numbers in a moment. Apple, late in the day, uh, kind of gave us word that it's going to be leasing a small fleet of cars from Hertz Global Holdings to test drive autonomous vehicle technology. Shares in Hertz rallied by 13% on that news. Now, this came on the same day when we got news from Wave, uh, Waymo. This is the self-driving car unit of Alphabet. They have reached an agreement with Avis Budget Group. Now, Avis is going to manage Waymo's fleet of autonomous vehicles. Avis shares today finished up more than 14%. Berkshire Hathaway taking a near 10% stake in the real estate investment trust. Store Capital Corp. Shares in store today higher by more than 11%. And we had a rally in Rite Aid stock. 30% higher. This is after the M&A news outlet CTFN speculated it's more likely than not that the FTC is going to approve Rite Aid's merger with Walgreens. Dow higher by less than one-tenth of one percent. Ditto for the S&P 500, but weakness in the tech space, computer tech stocks uh, weighing on the NASDAQ composite, the index weaker by about... Uh, uh, three-tenths of one percent. Treasuries up in price given some uh, weaker-than-expected news on factory orders. That means yields were down. U.S. 10-year last quoted in New York at 2.13 percent. Let's get back to Corey. Uh, no, Corey's off today. Carolyn Oliver are here on Bloomberg Markets. We occasionally let him have a day <laughs> off. You know, that happens. All right, Doug Krisner, thank you so much. You are listening to Bloomberg Radio. <laughs> Yeah, uh, some may consider this some bad medicine. The CBO uh, scoring the Senate's latest uh, health care measure. Let's talk about that with our own Anna Edney. She is Bloomberg News healthcare reporter, and we find her on the phone from the nation's capital. Uh, Anna, good to have you here with us. So the headline is what? Twenty-two million more uninsured as a well as a result of this Senate health care bill. That's certainly one of the top takeaways from this report that's out today. Um, it is a number that is slightly better than what we saw from the House bill. Um, so, you know, they can say that they're making a little movement here on getting more people covered, at least, than House Republicans were able to. The other number that is important is that it reduces the deficit by $321 billion over 10 years, and that's actually a lot more than the House bill would have. Have. Um, so, you know, they're sort of, as far as Republicans are concerned, moving in the right direction. So help me out here, because my understanding of health care reform has always been the mission is to get more people insured. Is it yeah. always a case of any health care proposal that there's going to be some people left out? Well, for... The GOP, as they were crafting this, you know, one of their biggest problems that they have with Obamacare is that it requires people Mm -hmm. to have health insurance. And so they didn't want to do that. And that obviously is going to lose um, a few people or, you know, not a few, but some people who um, don't want to purchase it just never were going to anyway. And then they're um, trying to roll back Medicaid. Um, The Obamacare had 
expanded it some and had increased federal funding for that. And so Republicans want to bring that, rein that in a little bit. They want to um, rein in spending on the Medicaid program, and that's part of their effort here. And they've admitted that that is going to lose some coverage numbers, but um, in their mind, the idea of giving choice is sort of more important. Right. And some would say that's very American, to give people choice. Um, I guess the other mandate, though, or mission, you know, in terms of reforming health care has to reduce health care costs. Does this measure based on the CBO uh, estimates, does it do that? Um, you know, the, I haven't been able to look it over super close yet to see um, the effect on premiums. That certainly is a number that they would um, want to have come down. The House bill did reduce the cost of premiums um, somewhat, and so they, they're going to be looking, you know, I'll be looking through this very closely um, in just the next few minutes to look at the effect on premiums and whether health costs came down. Um, and to be and, fair, there's there's a lot of stuff there, so forgive me because I know it just crossed, and I'm <laughs> okay. I'm I'm landing that in your lap. So so my apologies uh, for that. But that is, you know, I, I guess I'm just trying to for all of us to be smart, right? We're looking for ensuring as many Americans as possible. We're looking to reduce costs, and we're trying to provide really good care to as many Americans as possible. I mean, that's what what the goal is here. Right, and remember that um, cost comes in many different forms. And so, you know, while the focus is on premiums and while Republicans will focus on premiums, there are, you know, other factors that could inflate because they've gone down um, if certain other other costs aren't, aren't fixed. So, you know, you could be looking at plans with higher deductibles um, or people paying more out of pocket because, they're lower premiums, but the insurers um, have a need to make it up somewhere else. Why does it, you know, it also includes uh, repealing most of the taxes imposed by the Affordable Care Act, which includes those on high-income people and on health care companies. Did most people think that those taxes were problematic? I'm sure the companies and the high-wealth individuals <laughs> probably felt that way. But, you know, fairer analysis found what? Were those really problematic? Well, the the companies, you know, said that they are they were a burden, um, but and that hasn't really been the what Republicans say is the reason they're trying to repeal them. Um, more that that burden gets passed on to um, the American public who is is paying for the plans, is paying for their health care, so their um, their insurance coverage would be more expensive, possibly um, in part because of the taxes on the insurance companies. Same for drug makers, um, you know, and yeah. that, that's been the claim. Well, it's funny that you bring up drug makers because I have to tell you, you have another story on the Bloomberg today that it really is, I think, my favorite story today and caught oh, my attention you. this morning. You're welcome. It's 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 a must read, and I'll put it out on Twitter uh, at Carol Masser. It's entitled What You Don't Know About Generic Drugs and How It Can Hurt You. We've got about 50 seconds. Just in a nutshell, um, tell our listeners what it's about. The story looks at um, a generic drug called, or a drug called Cymbalta, and it's generics. It's for anxiety and depression. But this can apply to a lot of different generics. Um, you know, they're not always exactly the same. Specifically, um, generics do not have to copy the brand name drug on how they um, release the drug, kind of the technology that's used if it's slowly released into your body rather than immediately all at once. And that that's increasingly um, being 
being used for drugs because it kind of helps with um, absorption or only having to take one pill a day. And when that's not the same, the pill can actually have a different effect. It might not work or the side effects might be increased. Um, so we took, I just, I took a look at kind of what those mm-hmm. factors are and kind of how people can be harmed by taking a generic. Right. And a reminder that the quality testing that goes on outside the U.S. is not necessarily the same um, that happens in the FDA. This is a story that makes us all smarter. Anna, thank you so much. Anna Edney of Bloomberg News. It is time for a check on the latest world of national news headlines. Let's get on over to Nathan Hager in our Bloomberg 991 newsroom in Washington. Hi, Nathan. Hi, Carol. Thanks. Just to latch on to your conversation there with Anna Edney, the Congressional Budget Office has just released its score on the updated Senate Republican health care bill. It estimates 22 million more Americans would be uninsured by the year 2026. This uh, legislation includes a new six-month delay for new insurance. If Americans let their coverage lapse, that would replace Obamacare's mandate for coverage. Now, before the score came out, White House spokesman Sean Spicer said President Trump was pleased with how the Senate bill is shaping up. He wants a bill that has heart. He wants a bill that does what it's supposed to do. When you look at what happened with Obamacare, he wants to make sure that we think through this. Another world leader is visiting the White House. It's a great honor to have Prime Minister Modi of India, who has been such a great prime minister. President Trump welcoming Indian leader Narendra Modi to the Oval Office. The leaders are expected to discuss a range of issues uh, from trade to security to climate change. Uh, They'll issue a joint statement around 5.15 Wall Street time. Bloomberg Radio will bring that to you live. U.K. Prime Minister Theresa May is promising to treat all European Union citizens living in the country like they're British, even after Brexit. She tells the House of Commons that includes rights to education, health care, pensions and other benefits. I want to completely reassure people that under these plans, no EU citizen currently in the U.K. lawfully will be asked to leave at the point the U.K. leaves the EU. We want you to stay. The chief EU negotiator for Brexit, Michel Barnier, tweeted the proposal falls short. Global News, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries, this is Bloomberg.